<laughs> oh, it's ready. Oh, it's okay. recording. <laughs> All right, now this is recording. Welcome to episode one of the Educated Muscle Podcast. We that actually was did it. High five. <laughs> we did it. We My did it. My name is Jeff Baird, uh, also known as Grizzly Baird Fit on Instagram. And you are? I am Christina Ramos, known as Forever Fit Tina or Forever Fit underscore Tina. She's not really Forever Fit, though. She's kind of fluffy right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's where this podcast is going. I can't stop eating cookies. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to give you guys a little overview of what we have to offer through our podcast. Uh, We'll tell you a little bit about ourselves, and then that'll wrap up episode one. Mm -hmm. Ladies go first. Great. Ladies first. Yeah. So tell us, Christina, how did you get started in the fitness world? Well, it actually started in, um, I mean, I've always been an athlete, one thing. And I started playing sports when I was three years old. And then um, I decided when I went into college, I was in just like study a completely different route. Um, I started studying psychology, actually, after 14 years of playing sports. There was a lot of years between three and college. (laughs) There were definitely 14 years of me being active. And then... (laughs) My college years, I wasn't as active because gotcha. my mind was just focused on my studies. And at that time, my studies were just predominantly about psychology. And I have a bachelor's in both. of alcohol and psychology. <laughs> you see it now. <laughs> Liver training. <laughs> Continue. Anyways, um, I ended up graduating from UC Santa Barbara with two bachelors, um, one in psychology because that's my original route. And I diverted into what is now my job um, because I was working at a fitness camp for children with um, developmental disabilities. And as a facilitator, I was coaching things on like performance and good sportsmanship. And what I realized was I didn't understand anything about the body really. So I started taking courses about it. First started with a minor in exercise and sports studies. And then I did an extension program through um, the UC and Cal State programs um, for my degree in um, kinesiology because they didn't offer that at the UC. So how far into your psychology degree were you before you started taking courses? I was already done. I had uh, I had my, I went oh, through no it. Way. Yeah, I fast-tracked it three years. Uh, so by the time I was in my fourth year of college, I had a year of just electives, and that is what became my year of studying for just kinesiology. Your minor. Yeah, well, yeah. my minor, my minor was, in a, was in applied psychology with a bachelor's in kinesiology and a okay. minor in exercise, exercise studies. Okay, so you have a major in kinesiology with a minor in psychology. No, and no, no. So both both majors are in psychology. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, See, like, I don't understand the double major kinesis. thing because I graduated with 120 units exactly. <laughs> well, I also did a whole like I don't know how I did it a whole senior year of like 24 unit quarters. That's crazy. But you were living on campus, right? I was living on campus for the first year, and then the last three years I was like, off campus, enjoying my life. Very nice. <laughs> so that's so I don't you- know how I did it. <laughs> Partying on the weekends. You know, not all of us can be amazing, Jeff. Okay, <laughs> not uh, all of us can be amazing, That Jeff. sounds pretty amazing to me. <laughs> so you were working with kids at the time with mm-hmm. disabilities. You realized you didn't know anything about the body. Then you dove right into your kinesiology courses. Yes. And what happened after that? After that, I started working one-on-one with um, different rehab clinics, um, just trying to uh, fix myself and my ailments, my injuries that I've had sustained with those 14 years between that 3 to 17 and um what sports did you play soccer i ran track and cross country okay i didn't run fast so it's not like that was like any monumental but you were a long distance runner no (laughs) well cross country is long distance in my book well it was more for conditioning okay (laughs) hence the forever forever fit slash fluffy tina Anyone who does cross country as a recreational hobby is just crazy in my eyes. So yeah, that's, that's long distance to me. We don't we don't associate ourselves to those people. <laughs> <laughs> 
we no longer no longer interact with cross country runners. Yeah. Um, so after after schooling, I went and I tried to do the the typical like after college job search and job hunt, and I realized that wasn't really what I wanted to do. And then I got my um, certification through NASM and and weight loss um, pre postnatal. And of course, your typical CPT because that's the route that I wanted to start. So how old were you when you did that? Twenty-two. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm going like on seven years now. Fresh out of college. Literally fresh out of college. I thought I'm going to go ahead and try to practice what I studied, and it didn't really work out at first because I wasn't forever fit, Tina, at that time. Um, I was fresh out of college, <laughs> which was a whole lot of beers and Try, a whole lot trying to get fit, Tina. <laughs> trying to get fit, <laughs> Tina. So I was the trainer that looked half off. And um, I decided I was going to go ahead and supply what I was trying to promote into someone else's lifestyle onto my own. And that's when it all started. And after that, it was just, I went into the route of actually training at a corporate gym where I was there for about three years. Okay. Um, what gym did you start at? I started at Equinox. I was oh, there yeah. for some time. I your yeah, I was there yeah. for some time. Yeah. That's right about when we reconnected. Yes, exactly. Talking uh-huh. about training on social media. Social media. media. Uh huh. Yeah. We were connected. Well, I was also connected to Brian Greider. Shout out to Brian. Um, he was one of the um, people who influenced me as far as like getting into competing and um, transitioning from being a bikini competitor into a figure competitor, which is honestly one of the biggest things in my life because I actually learned what it was to develop muscle as a female and how that differentiated my training style with others um so it kind of opened my eyes pretty things. powerful too because yeah. you went from being kind of fit tina to <laughs> mighty powerful yeah. uh figure tina yeah like ready to step on stage and win trophies tina yeah yeah so it, it took it took my level of actually training and the practice of training to a whole new level because now i could actually demonstrate to some to someone how you can change your body completely and this is just the whole like bodybuilding aspect it doesn't even get into the whole like how this affects your mind and how it affects not just like the way that your body develops but also like how you develop as a person you know because Absolutely. everything i apply with my clients now i make sure is applied to their daily life yeah. you know fitness is very multifactorial oh, we'll get into course. that in in other episodes yes um, going over a wide variety of topics ranging from psychology which is what you're an expert in, to physiology i guess which is what we're both experts yeah in, so um equinox then now here yeah. um so self-made. now i'm working at self-made training facility in ratchet kavanga um i actually was uh, introduced to self-made because i reached out to some of the girls from my team that i competed with and they mentioned that they'd be de- um building one here in Chukamonga and I'm from the area so I decided you know what I was stuck kind of in the rut financially and professionally where I was at Equinox and um, honestly I didn't see an up I didn't see anywhere else to go so I decided to go and take this and pursue an independent training business by myself and made the move and now I can't say that I can ever look back I can't look back yeah so why not corporate management at Equinox you say Equinox, I say Equinox. You say Equinox, I know. <laughs> you're, you're that person. They think I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, what it was is there was no room for me to grow either with like the relationships I was creating with my clientele because they were just numbers at that point. Gotcha. They were just numbers because I had to feed myself, of course, and I had a life to live. And unfortunately, the relationships were just built off of can I feed myself the next week or can I you know, do this for myself the next month, you know? Yeah. And it was nothing where... Because I didn't have to worry about that, it was there was no real like relationship being created with my clients. Yeah. And uh, what I realize now, and I love my clients. Do not get me wrong, I love my clients. But I realize now is now that I have no financial stresses, at least not the ones that I did then. 
my relationships with my clients are the strongest I think I could ever imagine. Like, some of my clients, I can honestly say, are my best friends. When you're not having to push selling all yeah. the time, yeah. then it just kind of happens naturally, and you could just focus on being there for them uh-huh. and supporting them the way that they need you. Yep. And really, with your background in psychology, that's important. So oh, it's huge. That's a little bit about your background. Yes. Now, what makes you the forever fit Tina that you are today? Well, I, I will always relate like the, my business and my um, background to my initial degree in psychology and the reason that I wanted to get into and study psychology, and it's about how, how powerful the mind is. So I consider myself forever fit Tina not or, for, or forever fit altogether, not because of what I look like physically or what I'm capable of as far as performance goes, but also how I'm able to relate that into how healthy can I make my mind to be you know I have a healthy body but how does that transition and translate into that my my mind you know my mental health so having big muscles doesn't necessarily mean that you have a strong mind no 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 if anything I mean it could help but there's a lot of pressure like a lot a lot of pressure outside that when it comes to just training you know I always make the joke and I tell my clients you know we can't take it on people so let's take it on the weights you know absolutely because it's illegal Um, (laughs) that's fair can't beat up that guy. Um, <laughs> Just take it out the way. Um, yeah, and and so we see that a lot in bodybuilding. You and I both have backgrounds in bodybuilding. Um, just because you have a strong body doesn't mean you have a strong mind. And we see a lot of competitors struggling with things like body dysmorphia and various eating disorders and things like that. So it seems like you've used your experiences and your knowledge in school and doing bodybuilding and stuff to really facilitate more of a holistic approach to training exactly it's all encompassing at the end of the day like um now of course i'm not i don't train as many competitors as i you know would have thought i would have been training now i i train the day-to-day you know mom the professional the person who at the end of the day doesn't get asked how they're doing so my training sessions are no longer about developing a body a certain way it's changing someone's mentality on their body themselves or changing their mentality on their life because that's going to directly translate to their performance you know inside the gym and at the workplace or at home so um i I take it past just the physical absolutely so if somebody feels better about themselves at home they're more likely going to be consistent at the gym yes and and vice versa and And those two things kind of feed off each other and from what i understand having collaborated with you on some other things in the past is that you use lifestyle modification to facilitate a lot of that so like just because we know that eating a certain way will produce optimal results doesn't mean that it's sustainable yeah right well i always go by the practice that um one of my mentors pete dilstra over at equinox he'd tell us there isn't a right way there's a way you know, and um, you you know you can preach all day. You need to change your eating habits completely with someone, but unfortunately, that's not realistic. You know, for everybody. And I may sound like the trainer that isn't going to be taking maybe like your nutrition too serious or forcing something upon you. Um, and I'll, I'm happy to say that I'm not. Um, I'm the person that's going to transition your lifestyle and kind of like incorporate these new healthier habits without applying this pressure that'll cause you to fail. Absolutely, because I think at the end of the day, the word optimal varies from person to person. Oh, of course. Optimal for 50-year-old Mrs. Jones with three kids might be um, just reducing portion sizes. 50-year-old Mrs. Jones? How old are her kids? <laughs> 22, 31. She started young. Get it, 50. 50-year-old Mrs. Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Jones has got it going on. <laughs> I mean, 
Jones. We've all I heard guess. about Stacy's mom. But good old Mrs. Jones. Mrs. Let me tell you something. You said 50 years old. I was like, God damn. <laughs> Maybe she's a grandma now. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I hope at that point she's got oh, the whole issue of her God. kids out the way. <laughs> I hope she's able to focus on herself. Right. And so what do you look to accomplish with this Educated Muscle podcast? I want people to understand that there's different ways to look at training and not just training but like fitness overall you know i think right now in the industry there's a lot of misconceptions uh, uh, as far as like what's portrayed as healthy or what's portrayed as something that everybody can do and um or something that is going to work for absolutely everybody and what i want to have people understand or help people understand is that everybody has a different route and unfortunately some routes are going to take a little longer to get to where they want to be but at the end there are proper steps to getting to where you need to be yeah. in the most healthy, both physical and mental fashion. And um, yeah. being like, able to practice that daily is going to help you out. You can go gung-ho with Mrs. Jones, but she's probably going to fall off after a couple of months because it didn't fit within her lifestyle. Not right? as that, but 50, 50-year-old Mrs. Jones was in training for a while. There are certain things that you should be taking care of before you try to get her to do, like, box jumps and shit. That's fair. <laughs> Mrs. Jones is an athlete, though. She's been working it. She's fit. You should see her. <laughs> Talk about Mrs. Jones in another episode. So, enough about me. Enough about Mrs. Jones. <laughs> she might come back later. Jeff, um, give us an, an introduction to yourself. Uh, what do you want to know? Okay, I want to know, one, how you got started in this industry. So, my dad largely inspired my journey. Um, growing up, I saw my dad compete at the ripe age of, like, five years old. He started taking me to 24-Hour Fitness with him. Wow. I would sit in the I kids' club. Yeah, I'd sit with him. At, well, I'd sit in the kids' club and watch him through the little window. The uh, well, I know active, you weren't working out because yeah, I'm exactly. five-year-old chubby. Yeah, that's true. I was <laughs> chubby. Way. I was chubby up until I was <laughs> Jeff, 12. Jeff and I have known each other since we were five years old. Five years old. We went to elementary, middle, and high school together. Um, kind of a trip. Yeah. And then we... We were always kind of close and then reconnected, yeah. you know, when you were at Equinox. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, so I'd watch him through the window. And, like, he was a big guy and did really well in bodybuilding. So it was kind of cool, like, looking through that window and being proud of my dad because he was the guy that everybody at the gym admired. And so I grew to admire him because of his physical prowess, prowess, <laughs> prowess in bodybuilding. Educated um, muscle. Educated muscle. <laughs> We're smart. Just we are. We muscles, are. Not when it comes to life. <laughs> um, so at the ripe age of 12, uh, basically as soon as I turned 12 and was able to get a membership at the gym, my dad signed me up and we started lifting, um, just like bro training. Wow. I followed my dad around. That was what I did. Like, I didn't hang out with friends. I didn't, like, I literally walked home after school every single day and just did my homework, rushed through it, and was super excited to go to the gym with my dad every wow. night we did that sometimes six nights a week so he, was, he was developing healthy habits in you from the get oh yeah, yeah. absolutely um and then i did that from basically 12 to now i never really stopped but when i turned 18 and graduated and got my first job and became an adult realized that i wanted to take that to the next level so i went to cal state fullerton and pursued my degree in kinesiology and while i was I think still doing my um, gen ed courses. Also got my certification through NASM uh, to be a personal trainer. Started training, like I took the exam 
And then that same day had an interview at 24 Hour Fitness in Chino Hills, got the job, <laughs> and they're like, contingent no, upon you passing the exam, they're like, we like you, but we don't, we don't know, because we don't know if you're stupid and failed your exam. <laughs> so passed, started working there, I was still in college doing that whole deal. Um, then after that, just kind of fell in love with instructing. Yeah. Um, realized that I was super passionate about physiology and really the body's inner workings and took all of that to the next level got my CES so corrective exercise through the NASM and my PES performance enhancement and then finished with my degree got my CSCS around the same time that's amazing (laughs) uh started my business so left 24-hour fitness uh Sorry, Eddie, who was the club manager at the time, but like walked into Shout his out office. Eddie. Shout out to Eddie. <laughs> and was like, um, I quit. Uh, today's my last day. And literally the next day started at where I'm at now, One Left wow. Fit Club. So I've been there for a little over six years now. Wow. So started there when I was 22, I guess, if uh. you do the math. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask something real quick before I forget it, because yeah. I'll forget it. Um, you mentioned when you applied for 24 Hour Fitness, they um, told you that they would hold off until you passed your yeah your certification, your test. Um, now it well, I guess what is your belief as far as like someone who is a certified personal trainer and the experiences that you, I guess, acquire throughout the time of training? Do you think that necessarily do you have to have a certification to be a personal trainer? Um, that's a rough question. Mm-hmm. I do believe that you have to have a strong educational background exactly. because you have to be able to instruct movements the right way. You have to be able to structure programs the right way so that people don't get hurt mm. and obviously to produce results. So yes, I do believe that while you may not have to have something super structured like a certification, you do have to have knowledge. Yes. However you get that, like a degree, would you consider that a certification? No, not at all. Not at all. Not but at all. If because... you have a four-year degree in this, then you're probably qualified enough over someone who has a weekend workshop certification through some bootleg agency. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can, I can say, I think, uh, and maybe you might be able to agree, but most of my experience in training, whether it was dealing with my own injuries or dealing with maybe like an injury that was just brought up to my attention, you know, what the client says, hey, before we start training, this is what I have, you know? Yeah. Um, we'll go into this a little later about, like, mentoring and, like, how we've, like, learned throughout the years how to be, a, how we've become better trainers yeah. and better business owners, right? But do you believe that these experiences are, are actually what fuels how your business runs now? Uh, yes. I think so, you're confused. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a, a little bit. Are you saying that, like, accumulation of all of my experiences to this point has led me to where I am now no. and without them I wouldn't be the person slash trainer that I am now yes yeah 100% I mean I think that it has just been a building process and I've structured every move strategically so that one builds off of the next right so I went to school to pursue my bachelor's and then during the process realized that I wanted to be a personal trainer so I got my certification then I realized that I didn't know enough about corrective exercise you know what I mean yeah but had I not gone back to school to be a kinesiologist I probably wouldn't have pursued my certification to personal training you know what I mean yeah Mm -hmm. and then so getting into my next thing uh graduated was in the middle of running my own business did that for a couple of years at where I'm at now and then realized that I didn't know enough about like rehab and recovery Mm. so then I went back for my master's in athletic training so that I can 
literally dive into what is the healthcare of personal training, mm-hmm. athletic training, and um, fine-tuned my skills through that degree. Um, that was a two-year process, graduated in May, and have since just been focusing on growing my business. Yeah. So a lot of what I do, I guess, is centered around good movement, mm-hmm. so movement proficiency. My philosophy is that we're all athletes. doesn't matter if you're uh, Usain Bolt and can run the 100-meter dash in 10 seconds. Or, he runs it faster. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Nine, nine <laughs> we're not, not shouting him out because that's Mrs. Not, Jones. That respectful. <laughs> or, not, right? or, right, he's not even American. <laughs> or Mrs. Jones who just needs to be able to stand up from her chair or walk on concrete without tripping and eating face you know what i mean (laughs) we're all athletes because we all need to perform these activities of daily life to survive so that's my philosophy and because of that i think that everybody should move well and like Greg cook says i believe that everyone should be able to move well first (laughs) before they move often so before you add load before you add speed before you add volume you need to add movement proficiency. Yeah. So if you can't do a full depth squat, why are you going to have somebody do 50 full depth squats with 135 pounds on their back? Yeah. Fix the movement-based issue first and then have them add load. Functionality before, before fitness. Exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I stand. And, and so because of that, uh, really specialize in rehab um, and my whole thing is like pain to performance. Mm-hmm. So come to me with shoulder impingement. We'll not only fix that shoulder, but we'll bulletproof it and then build you a strong bench. Yeah. You know there what I mean? There you go. Uh-huh. So. We just have to take you back a couple steps. That's it. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. And I know that you have a strong background in corrective exercise as well. I do. And I, I think do. that's why we came together for an educated muscle podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's actually what kind of um, brought together because, um, well, you know, once you start following our um, Instagrams, Grizzly Shout bear. out forever. <laughs> <laughs> Grizzly Bear underscore fit. Forever fit underscore Tina. All right. By the That's way, I was forever easy. fit Tina before he was um, Grizzly Bear underscore fit. Um, this is true. I had another <laughs> Instagram page and then deleted it. And then there were way too many selfies. <laughs> there were there were a lot more selfies than there was educational posts. <laughs> but what you'll notice about our. Um, our pages, they're really um, just focused and developed around our business and correcting our clients and correcting movements. And um, one thing that I that I believe in is strong cueing so that my clients, when they're not with me, they're moving as if they were with me, as if they were near me, as if I was there coaching them through everything, you know. And um, the one thing I would never want for myself is to move improperly and hurt myself, which is why with my clients, as you'll see, I correct even the smallest, most minuscule things. And that's why educated muscle. I think at the end of the day, the goal is um, to have our clients comfortably and confidently exercise in the gym on their own without needing us by their sides, holding Mm -hmm. their hands 100% of the time. Um, I think that is hugely important because that builds obviously not only a strong mind, but that builds confidence, which also ties into the psychology that we talked about earlier. Yeah, of course. If you could walk... If you could walk into the gym and be confident in your ability to execute on a plan, you're going to execute on that plan. Oh, but course. if you walk into the gym hesitantly, kind of knowing what to do, kind of not, because your trainer didn't take the time to really educate you on what you were doing, you're probably not going to go to the gym at all. 
Well, you probably wouldn't be able to make it if you hurt yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> right? I tell my clients, I'm going to take a couple of steps back because at the end of the day, if you're gone because of an injury, I'm not going to see you for a couple months. So once a couple of weeks, but over a couple exactly. months. Couldn't get out of bed because my hip. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, I'm going to go ahead and just um, closing my segment here. I mean, I don't know if you wanted to continue anything else. No. Okay. Um, I think I'll, people are probably pretty bored. tired of looking at us by now. <laughs> I mean, they're tired of definitely looking at you. They're tired of looking at him, not me. (laughs) No, I wanted to go ahead and just say thank you to all my mentors who actually, like, helped me, you know, get to where I am. Um, Molly Drews at Equinox, Pete Dielstra, um, Jackie, everybody at Equinox that actually um, would criticize my programming. Um, My friend Andrew Chu, who unfortunately passed away, he was actually one of the first people who... um, told me about proper core engagement and um to this day i will always always attribute my successes to you guys so thank you very much and i would also like to thank a few people <laughs> nobody cares you know <laughs> <Such a welcome. laughs> um dr andy galpin at cal state fullerton for basically allowing me to build such a strong foundation um to expand my knowledge base upon i want to thank my best friend brian for being a huge support through all of these years of education. I saw that. I have really good peripheral vision. I mean, I'm just saying. He's like, my vision appreciate my, my shout-out earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, we did shout-out Brian earlier, huh? He gets two? Yeah, he gets two shout Man, we got to edit this video. we got to edit that out of this video. <laughs> no, we're keeping it. <laughs> um, I would like to thank my roommates, a.k.a. my parents. Uh, as of tomorrow, that changes, though. I'm moving out. <laughs> I wouldn't have <laughs> that. <laughs> we're transparent. Oh, transparent as hell. find a more transparent <laughs> bunch. And we may cuss sometimes. We apologize if you're offended. I don't apologize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> teacher. <Bucket>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that is the Educated Muscle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. This is episode one of many. Um, we are currently figuring out, like, what future episodes are going to look like and creating scripts for those. So stay tuned. We're going to try and release, what, one a week? Yeah, one a week. One a week. So. Thanks, thanks for the support, guys. All right. Bye. bye. We'll see you soon. <laughs>